Good morning, afternoon, evening, and or night. I'm Ryan. I'm your good, good, uh, good pal, Daniel. And we are your small town nerds. are really hard hello everybody and welcome to the small town nerds podcast the podcast where we talk about all things nerdy daniel how are you doing i mean hey i'm doing pretty well i've been ready to record for about two weeks but someone just keeps happening to be busy uh first week it was your fault second week was my fault all right so don't put all the blame on me it was your fault eh, too late i already did well that's fine i'll take it but we, uh, well, I was going to say we haven't been idle, but we probably have been idle, but a lot of things have happened in the past two weeks, most notably the Super Bowl. Not that we care about football, but because we care about the trailers during halftime. Uh, there's two notable ones that we're going to be talking about today. First and foremost, maybe not foremost, but The Flash, a movie that's been on everyone's radar because it's kind of a hot topic, but it seems that everyone's opinion has shifted now that the trailer has been released. Yeah, so don't get me wrong. I still can't stand Ezra Miller, but I'm super excited to see this movie, mainly because Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman. Super cool thing there. And uh, yeah, they're doing their own little spin on Flashpoint, which is like my favorite DC story. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited to see it. Um, Do you have any other thoughts that you want to share before I give my hot two cents? Uh, yeah, the bat suit that Ben Affleck is wearing, you know, the uh, gray and blue, they should have done that in live action a long time ago. It is gorgeous. Yeah. That's it. Um, so my hot two cents is that the trailer did not change my excitement levels for this movie. Um, personally, I've never been a Batman fan. I, I just don't care. And I've never seen the Michael Keaton Batman movies, so I have no nostalgia, no base level excitement for the character. So r this trailer, like I think, brought in a lot of the DC Batman fans. A lot of people, like old school DC, are now gravitating to this movie because they have an older Batman coming back and Ben Affleck. I'm not a Batman fan. I've never seen Michael Keaton's Batman. I was neutral on the Ben Affleck Batman, and not an Ezra Miller fan. Don't really know anything about Flash. Never seen the, the CW show. So Flashpoint, nothing really is hitting it for me. I probably won't watch it in theaters, but I probably really? wasn't going to anyway. I, yeah, there's just, I don't know. I wa It's a cool trailer. I do think they showed you almost everything in the movie, in the trailer. I mean, um, not everything, but I, I get what you're saying. But I mean, most of it, probably most of the cool parts are in the movie. And I think a lot of people are going to see this movie for Batman, which I cannot criticize for. I got to I got to specify. I don't I, I understand why people are excited for the movie because in my mind it's the same reason why people were excited for Spider-Man No Way Home because everyone wanted to see the other Spider-Man come back. So for this movie they want to see the older Batman coming back. So I understand it. I just don't relate. Yeah, you're just 
I smell what you're stepping in. I'm just not. I'm not a Batman fan, so I don't care. But I understand right. if, Ryan, if people weren't Ryan, Spider-Man fan, they wouldn't care. If I had a nickel for every time you said I'm not a Batman fan, but I'm not a Batman th- fan. In the last two minutes, I would have enough nickels to put in a sock and beat you to death with it. I'm not actually going to do that. Well, do you know I'm who would do that? that Batman, and I'm not a Batman fan. No, Batman wouldn't do that because Batman doesn't kill. Well, Batman should because then I would be a Batman fan. Eh, whatever. Anyways, we also got a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Ryan, yeah, what are and, your thoughts on that? Um, I would say similar. It didn't change my interest level. I Obviously, I'm much more excited for Guardians 3 than I am for The Flash. So that's a big ups, but I don't know. It 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 was a cool trailer. Uh, you saw some extended scenes of Adam Warlock, and I like the little um, comedic flirting chemistry between Nebula and Star-Lord, and the banter between them two and and Gamora. I thought that was funny. I wouldn't be upset if they went that route with the romance relationship, but I don't think they will. Yeah, so I know that this is something that we might talk about later for another movie, but who do you think is going to die in this movie? Mm. Um... I think Drax is going to... Well, I think there's two possible deaths. One, I think it's Drax. um, Because I know Dave Bautista has kind of been talking about wanting to leave the MCU and go on to different projects. And I feel like Drax is an easy enough character to write out. He doesn't really do much other than be there. And then the other is Rocket, just because this is kind of his, his movie, so it kind of would make sense for him to die. So... I mean, those those are the two main guardians that haven't, I, I suppose, either died or had a movie centered on them. Because Groot died in the first one, kind of, came back, but it's really his son kind of situation. Peter was all about, Guardians 2 was all about Peter. And then Gamora died in Infinity War. So then the, the only two that haven't been like a focal point have been Rocket and Drax. So you could argue that Rocket will be the focal point of this movie and Drax will die. That's fine. I think one of them are going to die, though. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Peter ended up dying, not going to lie. I think that would probably be the most traumatic for a lot of people because he's such a relatable character and has become a lot of people's favorites. And it's a bit of a curveball, you know? Not exactly something that a lot of people would be expecting, but... Yeah, I, w- I think most more than likely it's going to be a rocket. Yeah, I just I, I could understand why they kill Star-Lord. I just don't see how any version of the of the Guardians can go forward then without Star-Lord because he's kind of the, the human element to it. He kind of bonds everyone together. Everyone kind of centers around him. So if he dies, then it kind of just fizzles out. Like, there's no clear-cut leader. Are you just saying that after Guardians 3, they're just there's no more guardians and that's just it in which case what happens to the rest of the characters do they also just kind of dissipate into nothingness because at this point rocket has worked with like captain marvel and some of the avengers who were alive during the blip and gamora just came back it'd be weird to bring her back and then have her for a movie and then just not deal with her ever again and nebula has been slowly growing and rising in the ranks so she's more important and then you just introduced like Mantis as a main guardian and introduced her as Ego's child and and Cosmo the dog. So you just have all these characters that are slowly starting to like gain traction on their own. It'd be weird 
to then dissipate the Guardians altogether. I could see them forming a different team, but without Peter, I just feel like they don't have a central figure then, you know? Hey, sorry, could you say that again? I think my internet just cut out. Well, I said a lot, so we're just going to keep going. <laughs> uh, I basically said it would be hard yeah, to No, have, I heard, oh, oh, I heard. Did. I was giving you crap there. Oh, I thought I was going to, I was ready to repeat. I was ready to repeat. Do not. Uh, no, but what, anyways. What, what's your idea? What's your What's your thought oh. on that predicament? Uh, well, there's, I, I haven't put that much thought into it, um, but I wouldn't be surprised again if, Star-Lord does get killed just because, you know, there are plenty of other human characters that are drifting out in space. Uh, I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but they're out there. Uh, so I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if one of them, you know, joins the Guardians. But uh, you know what? We got time to theorize on all that later. Maybe Drax and Rocket die. The Guardians kind of get dissipated, but they come back in a nebula. Not a nebula. Um, a, um, um, who, oh, um, um, Xandar. What's the what's that police Nova? force? Nova, like a Nova show. It's possible, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe, maybe. Anyways, yeah. Moving on to uh, kind of the the one of the big topics right now, um, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. As of recording, I believe we're both seeing it tomorrow. Yes, uh, which is I think exciting. That I'm seeing it. At 6 p.m., what time are you seeing it at? I'm not seeing it until 8.30, so you'll see it before I do. Oh, I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to spoil it so hard. I'm not going to be on my phone, so joke's on you. Oh. Okay. Um. So, early reactions and reviews have came out. Um. It's sad to say this is the second Marvel movie to be given a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe it has like a 55%. Something like that, yeah. Um. What are your thoughts, Daniel? Oh, uh, you know what? Um, I think that just judging by the tone in the trailers, you know, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp were there to be more of a, a comedy movie. Uh, so I think that they tried doing something different, being much more serious, taking on a little bit of a darker tone, uh, because this movie is setting up the next big bad Thanos-level threat to the Avengers. So they didn't want it to be all fun and games, silly yeah. jokes, whatever. And my guess is just that the writers or the director i believe it's the same director that did all three yeah peyton reed uh i think that maybe that just was out of his wheelhouse in comparison to the other two and you know he was just still in the mindset of doing that uh jokesy sort of thing i i don't know but i'm i'm definitely super excited to see it tomorrow or like four days ago whatever when you're listening yeah whenever whenever you're listening to this um kind of based on what i've what i've heard uh, a lot of people have, have said this is like a good Phase 5 starter. Like it kicks off Phase 5 in the multiverse. Not the multiverse, but like the Quantum Realm multiverse kind of stuff well. But it's not a very good Ant-Man 3 movie. Which makes sense because I feel... I have a suspicion that this is a situation where the director had one vision and idea for the movie. And then the studio, Kevin Feige, had a different vision. And that clashed. And Kevin Feige really wanted to use this movie to kind of build up the quantum realm and introduce Kang, whereas the director, Peyton Reed, wanted to make an an Ant-Man movie, which is, like, smaller scale and more lighthearted. And those two visions clashed, and it didn't necessarily make a good mix, which is what it seems like to me. Yeah, that that happens with a lot of uh, of movies. 
I uh, just the director and studio. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Which is unfortunate for Marvel. Um, I do think it will do better. I think it will perform better than the two previous Ant Man movies because neither of those were, you know, huge, huge box office um, hits. I think the first one made like five hundred million, and then the second one made like six hundred million. So it doesn't really have to do. It has to do as good as Thor: Love and Thunder to beat the two previous Ant Man movies. Which I don't think will be too hard to beat, just because. Well, I don't know. A lot of the the critics early on were semi positive for Thor: Love and Thunder, but they're pretty harsh on this movie. So I'm not sure what to think until I see it. But I, I'm optimistic for it. I'm optimistic. Yeah, I'm mostly just excited to see uh, Modok. Oh, also, I've heard. I've heard that. I've heard also, some bad uh, things about Modok. I'll oh, be honest. No. I, I just heard I, that I it's have, such a goofy character to introduce in the same movie as Kang. Yeah, I've heard absolutely nothing about him. I other than the trailers that Marvel themselves put out. Yeah. I, I have seen nothing about this movie. I will say though, I can't think of the actress's name off the top of my head, but whoever is playing Cassie. Uh Catherine Newton. If that's who it is, sure. Did you know that she was in uh, Detective Pikachu? Was she? Yeah. Is who? Uh, she was like that that reporter chick that was like the side the main character. Chick. I did not know that. Yeah, I just watched it the other day. And I was like, "Holy hot dang!" Oh, uh, heck yeah, Detective Pikachu throwback movie. Yeah, dude, I watched that like, when it came out in theaters. That was like, like five what? years ago. That's five years ago. That's crazy. Uh, it might have only been four, three. I don't know. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen sounds. It right. wasn't during the pandemic, so it was pre twenty twenty. Yeah. So three, four years. Yeah, I, I remember I was coming home That's from crazy. Co- I was coming home from college, and I met some friends at the theater right when, right when I got back. So, it wasn't twenty eighteen, um, unless it was late twenty eighteen. One more thing I want to add about Ant Man before we move on to to our our main segment is that from what I've heard, there are two end credit scenes, and they're both worth worth watching. And both of them are kind of teasers or setups for future projects. What's your predictions on what those are? So realistically, it's probably going to be something. I wouldn't be surprised if Doctor Strange somehow ties in there because they do want to fast track uh-huh. another Doctor Strange movie before the next. I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking Doctor Strange, but OK. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised about that. Uh, what I'm hoping for probably won't happen, but I'm hoping for something uh, Deadpool because Deadpool 3 is supposedly going to be the first... Well, one thing, it is confirmed to be rated R. uh, And it's it's supposedly going to be the first movie that has someone doing so much to the timeline that it, like, causes everything to collapse. An incursion? Uh, Something like that, yeah. That's That's what they call it in Doctor Strange. When you break the timeline too much, it causes an incursion and kind of the the multiverse collapses in on itself or something like that. Yeah, so it's probably going to be like a massive incursion or something like that, which I believe that we might have talked about before as a theory, but I Mm. I cannot remember. Those were not the two predictions I thought you were going to make. Well, they they weren't the ones that I was going to make. Yeah, so I I I hope that Deadpool makes an appearance because I think that they're going to start filming soon. Uh, or cool. they already secretly started filming. Maybe they have. Maybe they have. So if, if they pulled something like that off, that would be pretty crazy. 
otherwise, yeah, just it, it it'll probably be like Avengers, the next Avengers movie, possibly yeah. something to do with the Marvels because uh, if you look at the stuff with uh, Miss Marvel's bangle and uh, Shang Chi's ten rings, yeah. they look to have the same sort of like uh, quantum technology, whatever, embedded mm-hmm. in them as are in the quantum city. So it's it might tie into one of those. I have no idea. I'm just BSing at this point. I think a couple possibilities. I think Loki isn't an easy one. Oh yeah, that makes just a lot of sense. Just cuz I mean, Loki dealt with he who remains, which was a variant of Kang, and then I wouldn't be surprised if they talk and Loki season 2 is coming out this summer. It'd be pretty easy to set up a teaser for Loki season 2 as one of the end credits. True. I think but that's a pretty easy one. The only thing is, you know, when Marvel st- started doing their Disney Plus projects, they said that they didn't want people to feel obligated to watch the Marvel, uh, the Disney Plus projects, I should say. Uh, so if they do an end credit scene teasing Loki, that's going to make people feel more obligated to watch it, which was not their goal when I starting. I suppose, but that that obli- or that that idea of theirs didn't really work. Because in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, they have Wanda have kids who first showed up in the show. So audiences who saw that were like, when did Wanda all of a sudden have kids? When did she become evil? What happened? Yeah. So that idea of keeping the shows and the movies separate fell on its face immediately. Yeah, fair And it's not going to work when they bring in um, Kamala Khan into Captain Marvel 2 or the Marvels. That I was guess. a show. Or Moon Knight, if they bring him in. Or right, Falcon yeah. and the Winter hey, Soldier. Hey, that's enough. I'm I just get saying. It. I think Loki's a possibility. I was wondering, maybe Fantastic Four? Oh, yeah, that's, they, that's definitely they, possible. Because that's, that's closer to release than like any of the X-Men are. So maybe with some kind of quantum realm, multiverse, time travel situation, that's how the Fantastic Four come in, possibly. Um, well, it's otherwise, possible, I don't yeah, think they've even any cast of the X Men as well. I don't think that they've cast any of the Fantastic Four yet. Uh, that's, that's what not you gonna think. Be... Okay, true. I mean, if they can secretly film Deadpool stuff, well, they could secretly Deadpool, have casted. With Deadpool, it's known that they're about to start filming uh, because Hugh Jackman is getting absolutely huge. Both he and Ryan Reynolds True. have been teasing stuff about their costumes. Like, Wolverine is probably going to be wearing the iconic yellow suit. I assume he would be, and I can't wait. Yeah. maybe. Uh, yeah, well, then maybe maybe Deadpool is more, more possible than... But maybe Fantastic Four will just be John Krasinski again. And maybe he did sign a contract for Fantastic Four, and he just hasn't said so. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Or but maybe yeah, I it'll think... be teasing some of the cameos that are going to happen in Secret Wars, but that's a ways True. away, so it probably won't be that. But now that you brought up um, the technology on on Miss Marvel and Shang Chi, maybe it'll have something to do with Shang Chi, because in the end credit of that, there was a signal being sent out. Maybe yeah. that signal was from Kang. Yeah, but like... or maybe it was one of the Eternals. Maybe the Eternals are going to somehow get tied in, because I I still want Eternals too. I believe Eternals 2 is happening. I the can't more, say for sure. The more but... people hate on the Eternals, the more I like it. Because I'm rooting for the underdog. I'm um, I'm defending that movie. Is there anything else that it could be? I wonder if, uh, wonder if maybe they'll find a way to tie in What If? You know, with it being like multiversal stuff, but uh, even maybe. that. Maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, Uatu the Watcher comes through. 
That would be awesome. But it'd be weird because I imagine the end credit scene, if it has anything to do with the Quantum Realm stuff, it won't. It'll be like Kang centered. I don't think Kang is going to break out of the Quantum Realm in this movie. I think. I don't think Ant Man's going to win because that would just undercut Kang's authority. But I think Ant Man will escape or die, one of the two, but Kang won't escape. Well, he won't break free. I think I think there's a very strong possibility that he could break free, because you think he could? because remember, in in between uh, Ant Man and the Wasp and Avengers Endgame, that was five years, but Scott only experienced five hours. So we're going to be in the quantum realm for a few hours, but uh, it's extremely possible that in that amount of time, however much time passes between them going in and coming out, you know, and and uh, Kang Dynasty starting. Yeah, you know but I mean? no time no time passed when all the Avengers went to the Quantum Realm during Endgame. Well, that's because they didn't technically go to the Quantum Realm. They just Yes, they did. The... They they go they went to the Quantum Realm to go through the time vortex that Janet I... mentioned. I, I it the, the Quantum Realm tech... doesn't make sense. The Quantum Realm does not make sense, but I think and it I makes... don't think it I, I don't I think would... it needs to make sense. I would not be surprised if Kang does come out at the end of the movie. I feel like that would just that would confuse realm. audiences too much if he came out and they're like, "Yes, Kang is out in the real world, but this is actually three years in the future of where the main continuity is." I feel like that's too much explanation. You, you just you just explained it perfectly in like ten words. Yeah, but the general audience isn't going to like watch an interview with Kevin Feige to get that. They're just going to be confused. I think it's more likely that he stays in the quantum realm until. Kang Dynasty when he does break free. Well, I'm going to laugh when none of what we're saying right now is accurate and people are listening to it uh, the day that this releases after watching hey, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Me like, these, these idiots. That's perfectly fine. I My my prediction is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will um, perform box office better than the previous two Ant-Mans. It won't be a huge movie. It'll do less than Doctor Strange did. Um, I think it'll probably be more, more than, than Thor. Thor, more than Thor, less than Doctor Strange. Um, the critic score will be the second worst in the MCU, but I think it will be pretty average audience score. I don't think audiences are going to be as harsh as critics are. Um, I think there's a high possibility Ant-Man dies. Um, I don't think Kang is going to break free. And I think end credit scenes are going to be Loki and either Fantastic Four or X-Men. There yeah, we go. I well, yeah, I think X-Men does have some merit because Miss Marvel is introduced as a mutant. That counts. So I should say Fantastic Four or mutants. Yes. Um, but then I think Loki's almost a given. I don't. I feel pretty confident that Loki could be tied in. Uh, as far as end credit scenes go, I'm 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 not certain, but I'm strongly hoping for Deadpool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, right. Cool. Oh, all right. You want to catch your breath for a sec? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Are you ready for the, are you ready for the big thing? The big thing? Uh, yeah, we can, we can put it out there. All right. So a couple weeks ago, whenever we did our last episode, we started a game called fictional face off where Daniel and I drafted 10 each of the top 100 movie cinematic characters. And we got a team together and now we are going to do round one of the actual tournament. So how this is going to work is Daniel, we have randomized our lists. We don't know which numbered order we have them in for the other player. Um, he's going to have his first 
challenger against my first challenger. We are going to discuss. We're going to come up with a winner, and that winner will move on to the next round, which will take place next episode. And then we do that 10 times for our 10 characters, and then we should come out with 10 victors who are going to move on to next week's round two. I feel like those are simple enough rules. Um, yeah. I, I feel like we should clarify. What version of these characters are we doing? Uh, I don't know. Should we should we keep it to movie? Well, since we did movie characters, should we keep it at their movie forms? And then should we just go their peak forms that have appeared in movies? Sure, that works so for like me. The most powerful version that we've seen. Just keep it balanced that way. Yeah, I can. That 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 sounds fair. Because otherwise, we got to juggle like which movie, which sequel, which which version. I think we would just say as powerful as they had appeared in the movies. Agreed? Sure, yeah. All right. Are you ready with your first challenger? Uh, yes, I am. Who's yours? Mine is... Wheel is spinning it. My first challenger is... Lee. Uh, I've got Leonidas. Lee versus King Leonidas. I cannot type. All right. So, Lee, Bruce Lee, martial arts expert versus King Leonidas, king of the Spartans. Um, I feel like right away I'm at a disadvantage because Leonidas has a spear. Yeah, he has Um, a spear. Not to mention he's also descended from Hercules. Is that that truth, though? Uh, I believe. At the very least, I'm sure it happened in the in uh, in 300. Uh I mean that could have happened. I I don't know for certain. Bruce Lee, I I've never seen his movies. I'm sure he has some like crazy feats in the movie. I'm not sure if he's gonna beat 300's King Leonidas just because Leonidas has both a spear and a sword, which I feel is a little. And a unfair shield. and a shield and abs but bruce lee also has abs so but king leonidas has an accent i guess bruce lee also has an accent so pretty much what we're getting at is they're basically equals yeah it's going to king leonidas don't even don't even try i mean that was probably fair i i wasn't expecting bruce lee to go very far all right that's fair that's fair all right Round one goes to King Leonidas. That did not take much discussion. Well, yeah, it, it, it was it was a pretty, uh, it was uh, a pretty yeah. unfair I mean, fight. All of honest. you down, or all of you who are listening, who are big Bruce Lee fans, tell us why we're wrong and that he would beat King Leonidas. All right. So, who's your next one? My next character is Wheel is spinning, spinning, spinning. Spin it faster. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Ah, Jason Bourne. Uh, I've got Spider Man. This is not looking good for me. So I'm going to make the argument. There's no argument. Jason Bourne is not beating Spider-Man. Wait, what version of Spider-Man are you going to use? I was assuming, you know, uh, like MCU No Way Home. So you're going to use Spider-Man as of No Way Home? Yeah. Tom Holland Spider-Man? Tom Holland Spider-Man as of No Way Home, yeah. Because you got to keep that consistent now. Yes. Um, yeah, I think even Tom Holland's Spider-Man from No Way Home has dodged bullets at close range in Far From Home. Yeah. He has tanked hits by beings much stronger than a normal human. 
and Jason Bourne, as far as I am aware, um, can shoot a gun, and that's it. Yeah, I ride a motorcycle. I have not seen any Jason Bourne stuff, so I can't say for sure. But I'm pretty sure this one goes to Spider Man. That's, I think, a fair assessment. Well, which is kind of lame because I've gotten two (laughs) two duds in a row. Well, if it makes so, I uh, Ryan's doing a like a uh, he's spinning some kind of wheel online for every one of these. I have my list pre-made. Uh, you, you, uh, so you just have your numbers in a in a in a I've, set order. Yep, I've got my ducks in a row already. Mm. So if it so makes you gambled, th- you were like, he's not going to put strong guys right away. I can I can gamble a little bit here. I I I, I see. I, yeah. I get so it. if it, if fine. it makes if it makes you feel any better, you're probably going to win this next one. Uh, it depends. I still have one or two potential duds on here. All right. Well, I'll let you spin your wheel. Let's let me see who I'm up against. I got another dud, Vincent Vega, Did who you do is research? the the other protagonist from, um, Pulp Fiction. Okay. Uh, I've got Marty McFly. Oh, I think. I mean. So I mean, if we could say that Marty McFly has the DeLorean, goes back in time, and just unalives no, that's parents. I, I don't. I don't think. Can you do that? I mean, could we? Is that, can you? I, I mean, can, are, are are we going to make the argument that you can go back in time? Because if so, Marty McFly might just be OP. I don't. I. I don't know. Well, he does. Feel... The DeLorean does require a heck of a lot of power. Uh. But yeah. I, I guess it I guess it depends which movie you're going off of because in the second one, you know, they've got this thing that basically turns trash into fuel for it. Um man, I don't know. So I'm imagining this as like the Roman Colosseum, right? And it's oh. gladiator versus gladiator. I don't think Marty McFly has enough space to get up to speed. Yeah. If that's the case, then yeah. So I mean he has a car. Yeah, he's he's got a car. He's got. We could say that he's got the hoverboard, but even then, I I think that Vincent Vega could just. You think could shoot he him. could he probably shoot him out? Probably, yeah. I've never seen Pulp Fiction. I'll be honest. Neither have I. But I mean, let's be honest. What's Marty McFly? He's a guy. He's, he's he's a guy with a gun. I, even Marty McFly on a hoverboard, I don't think is going to beat a guy with a gun. Yeah, that all that hoverboard did was help him get away from uh, Biff's grandkid. It wasn't even that fast of a hoverboard. No. no. It didn't have any rocket boosters, so... So then the only thing is that he's got a car. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure Vincent Vega in the movie also drove a car. So I, I'll he... give, I could give this one to Vincent Vega. I, don't, I, I feel like Vincent Vega wins this just by having a gun against Marty McFly, who has a car and a hoverboard, but nothing else. Yeah, so we're... far, I have gotten two just pistol users and a martial artist. Yeah, so we'll we'll give this one to you. I, you might have said something else there. My internet cut did actually cut out for a second, so that's all right. Cool. We're giving it to Vincent Vega for round three. Round four, my wheel is spinning. We've had not very interesting. Oh, 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 ooh. Who do you have for your number four? Number four, I have Aragorn. I have Magneto. And Aragorn basically just wears metal armor. He wears metal armor with a metal sword. I'm sorry, but Magneto is going to It's not even a question. It's Magneto. He's just going to crush him. He's just going to crush him. Yeah. Magneto wins that, yeah. fair and square right away. That's that's an easy. All right. 
Yeah. Go ahead. Now spin. it's now it's it's two to two now. It's two yeah. to two now. Yes, yes, it is. Go ahead. Spin your wheel again. Let's see who uh, who. Right. Let me see who I'm up against. You are going to go against. Hello there. Obi Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. I have Lord Voldemort. Ooh. So I'm going to say now... <laughs> this is this is Obi Wan Kenobi from Revenge of the Sith. Okay. End of episode three. He just beat Anakin in a duel. He's top tier. Uh, He's I'm going to prime. say, now I have not actually watched all of the Harry Potter movies, so I think that I might be a little out of my depth here. Uh, I am going to guess that this is Lord Voldemort from Deathly Hallows before he actually gets defeated. I would no. I would say this is this is Voldemort from right when he's resurrected. Is he more powerful then? He has more Horcruxes. I don't know what that means. So a Horcrux is an inanimate object that Voldemort or anyone stores a fraction of their soul in. That's what kept him immortal when he died and he was able to come back. That's because his soul was still existing because of these soul containers. So by the time of Goblet of Fire, only uh, one, one? Only one of his Horcruxes have been destroyed. I think just the diary. So he still has six Horcruxes, or maybe only five. Maybe he's only made six at this point. But yeah, he's essentially immortal in the fact that he could be killed, but he would still remain. But I think we're not going to count that as like not being defeated. So maybe yeah, we is, just take the... This is the... more so just like combat. You know, you, lose, so, you yeah. lose a fight, but you might not lose a war sort of thing. So we yeah, we could have Voldemort... In Deathly Hollows, because he has the Elder Wand. That would be him at his most powerful, if you get rid of the Horcruxes. Okay. So, no, now, is there, isn't there a spell in Harry Potter that's just, like, instant death? Yes, the Killing Curse. Yeah. But, can a lightsaber block magic? Hmm? That's a great can, question. Can, can a lightsaber block, or can the Force stop magic? Hmm? Cause if, cause the force can stop like blaster bolts. Let me see. Um, <laughs> Jedi versus well, Harry Potter. They're not, they're wizards, yeah. They're wizards. Um, Jedi versus wizard. I'm just going googling this. Would I? I want to say that I feel like a lightsaber could deflect magic. Um, has there been any instances where a, like a sword has deflected magic in Harry Potter? Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if anyone ever used a sword to deflect magic. Um, uh, let me just quick read through this. So Voldemort could teleport. He can fly. He can send out all sorts of magic. So it really comes down to whether or not Obi-Wan can use either a lightsaber or the force to stop the magic. If he can, I think it's a higher percentage that Obi-Wan walks away. If he can't, I don't think he's lasting very long. Because I think he would try once to block block it with mag or with the lightsaber, and if it doesn't work, he's dead. Okay, how about this? Expelliarmus. Expelliarmus? However you say that? Shit, that? Yes, so that's the disarming charm. Voldemort doesn't normally go for that, though. But I think he probably would if he saw Obi... If, if Obi-Wan's lightsaber was able to block Voldemort's initial killing curse. 
let's say that it can for sake of argument um then voldemort would get creative maybe he would try just straight up disarming and but it doesn't really matter because obi-wan could just summon it back with the force true can but obi what, I, hmm. what isn't there like a bonding binding spell or something that like there's all forward? sorts of spell there's there's freezing spells and binding spells and levitation spells voldemort could just sh- straight up shoot fire at him he could summon a, a giant snake if he wanted to he could he could change the ground into spikes voldemort is like the second most powerful wizard at this point well, actually, at the point that you were pulling Voldemort from, he is the most powerful because Dumbledore's dead. So, could Obi-Wan beat... So, I, I saw... Years ago, I read an article about whether Voldemort could beat Darth Vader. And it comes down to whether Obi-Wan could use the Force to stop Voldemort from doing things. Like, hold him in place. I don't think Obi-Wan would... I think if it was Anakin or Darth Vader, they most definitely would. They would force choke Voldemort immediately. All right. Here's... Which Voldemort could just teleport out. He would have to be much more agile. Okay. Hey, Ryan. Yes. Um, I hate to say it, but from what I from what I read, I did just do a little bit of a little bit of research. What are um, you reading? I I was on Reddit. I was on uh, Quora. Just a bunch of different sites. And what are the internet nerds saying? Force users are basically on the verge of precognition. They're incredibly fast. Uh, they could use the force to knock the wand out of a magic user's hand. I really wish that I would have had the force users because I'd be able to argue it a lot better than I could have a magic user. But I, I'm a fr- I, I hate to say it, but I, I think I do have to give this one to you. Hey, I'll take the win. I think it's a tough fight, though. Yeah. Well... Have we seen Obi-Wan do that, though? Like, you say that Force wielders can do that, but have we seen Obi-Wan do it? Use the Force to disarm someone? I mean, have we? I don't know. Who does he disarm other than another Jedi who just brings it back? Well, uh, Obi-Wan did try to... This was in a cutscene, but Obi-Wan did try to uh, disarm Anakin before fighting him. Which obviously wouldn't have worked. But Obi-Wan's not that strong in the Force either. Yes. Hmm. I mean, if you're going to give me the win, I'll take the win. Um, uh, yeah. I also feel bad because I'm more of a Harry Potter fan than a Star Wars fan. So I want Voldemort to win. Yeah, so ultimately, it is my win because I'm more of the Star Wars guy. Are you, though? Now I feel like I'm arguing for Voldemort. That is to say that Obi-Wan can block the initial killing curse. Now, I don't know about the killing curse because I don't know how magic in Harry Potter works. Can the force stop magic? Um, Star Wars, well, this is for D&D. Could a force user block or deflect a magic missile spell with a lightsaber? One of the answers are absolutely not. Even those with the ability to deflect other projectiles or redirect them can't avoid them, Not nor can a wizard under the effect of foresight. Magic missile can be avoided pretty much in two. Um, hmm. Yeah, D&D's not going to help us much here, bud. Well, it's... So the argument is... It can only block something that has some kind of a physical element to it. Because blaster bolts are is still plasma. It's still physical. 
whereas magic is not. Well, can't I thought that in Harry Potter, some magic, you know, it has been like uh, deflected by physical objects. But those are physical objects that are imbued with magic. Uh... So it's the magic of the item stopping the magic of the spell. Now, would Obi-Wan... Obi-Wan could still use the Force on Voldemort, but would Obi-Wan do that? Come on, Star Wars guy. Would Obi-Wan force choke Voldemort? I don't think so, no. Voldemort would not hesitate. He would He would go straight for the kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got a point there. So are, and you, are you trying to give this to Voldemort now? <laughs> I am trying to give it to Voldemort. Uh... See now the reason that I didn't I I did think that a lightsaber probably could uh deflect that but if they can't then yeah I'll take the win. I'm also giving you the win because I have another force wielder coming up yeah. so I know I'm going to take that one too. Yeah. So well I'll take this one. I'll take it. I'll give it to Voldemort. I would feel bad. I would feel like a wrong fan if I if I took the win when the character doesn't deserve it. I I don't think Obi-Wan deserves the win cuz I don't think a, he would go to the dark side of the force to directly attack Voldemort, and I don't think the light, a lightsaber or the force can stop magic, because it's not magic, it's some kind of science, metachlorians and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so I think Voldemort gets round five. I'll take it. I'll give it to you. Plus for Harry Potter, let's go. I'm also playing a lot of Hogwarts Legacy right now, so I'm in a real Harry Potter swing. Yeah. So, All right, round anyways, six. Who do you got? Spin that I have. Ooh, 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 ooh. Funny enough, I got Luke Skywalker. Yep, you're gonna take it. <laughs> Who did you have? Austin Powers. Hey, don't don't diss the Powers. Okay, if you can tell me one thing, Austin Powers has that would defeat someone with a lightsaber. He's got the groove. The He's got groove. Yeah, baby. He's groovy, baby. Yeah, no, Luke Skywalker's taking that immediately. Yeah. He is an expert martial artist though, and he has fourth wall awareness, hypnosis. Yeah, Luke sub- Skywalker, seduction. we're taking we're taking Luke Skywalker as Mandalorian season or not Mandalorian. Um Book of Boba Fett. He wasn't in Book of Boba Fett, was he? Yeah, remember he trained he was training oh, Grogu, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and right. Mando came for that weird Mandalorian episode yeah, I that watched, everyone enjoyed more than the rest of Book of Boba. I watched Book of Boba Fett exactly once, and it was when it first came out. I so. never watched Book of Boba. Well, I'm glad that you know it better than I do, apparently. I do, well, because everyone was, was talking about how the the um, face, uh, the deep fake, or not the deep fake, but like the CGI Luke Skywalker face was much better in Book of Boba than... Season two finale of Mandalorian. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, Luke Skywalker's winning easily against. Let's keep, yeah, let's let's against keep, Austin keep, Powers. Keep it going. All right, round. What is this? Round seven. Round. Round seven. seven yeah. I got Ellen Ripley from Aliens. I've got Alien Gandalf. Aliens. So, how am I gonna swing this? <laughs> Good luck. Ellen Ripley has the power loader. Okay. So What's you, Gandalf gonna do against a power loader, huh? Um, throw magic at it from a distance. Does Ellen Ripley ever use a gun? 
I wouldn't be surprised. I've only seen the first Alien. I can't. I wouldn't be surprised if she has a gun. See, thing is, I Could, own all of the Alien movies, but I've also only ever seen the first. I've only ever, I've only seen the first. I don't know if she has a gun. I'm going to I'm going to say she probably does. But I'm also I'm going to say that she's in the power loader so she can't use it. Cuz I truthfully think a power loader will be better later later on than a gun. Okay, so you think that Gandalf can can Gandalf can take the Balrog. But he can't Well, he died fighting the Balrog. Not the point. <laughs> no, Gandalf's taking this. Gandalf is one of those characters where he's arguably an angel. Well, no, he is an angel, but it's like Tolkien was so weird with magic systems that it doesn't make it clear how powerful Gandalf is. But Gandalf would beat Ellen Ripley pretty handedly, I would I would say. Yeah. Unfortunately for me. But yeah. Alright. Round eight. I have Professor X. Take it. Who are you? Who, who was yours? Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> um, are you gonna make any kind of effort? Okay. Why Edward Scissorhands would hold his own against Professor X? What am I going to say? I don't know. I mean, Professor X will just enter his mind and tell him not to. Exactly. So. You need someone who's more mentally powerful than Professor X. What what would you say is the strongest iteration of Professor X? I have no idea. As far as movies go? Yeah. Um, probably, I'm going to say Logan. Because even though he wasn't necessarily in complete control of his powers, he was like freezing people within like a city block radius. It was a, it was a, it was a building. Oh, a very big building, but... Yeah, yeah, whatever. but I wouldn't say. But he has no control over that power, and he's on drugs the entire time. And if he's off drugs, then he has a seizure and dies. I wouldn't say that version of Professor X. I would say probably, I don't know, X three maybe. X three, yeah, one of the. Would you say older Professor X is stronger than younger Professor X? Probably, he's had more time to gain control of his power. Probably, it's not really a physical power; it's like a mental thing. Yeah. All right. I'll take Professor X as a win. All right. All right. I I see my last two, and one's a one's I think a win, and the other I n- know is a loss. All right. Well, let's see what you got next. Who do you have? Who do you have for round nine? Or for yeah, round nine. For round nine, I've got Wolverine against Wonder Woman. Oof. That's hmm. I mean, Wolverine's got a pretty rapid uh healing factor, metal adamantium claws uh have we seen wonder woman get cut by anything i wonder let's see if uh the internet has anything wolverine versus wonder woman i i don't know if if in any oh, of the movies bat, she's okay have you ever heard of what? bat in the sun bat in the sun yeah it's a youtube channel no i don't think so uh so they did a video for it i'm not gonna watch it right now just because uh can you just scroll to the end and see who they decide well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, st- well, they did um, two different endings for that, so I'm sure it's one for, uh, one for each, one for each, yeah, yeah, I see what you're talking about here, um, uh, it's saying Wonder Woman would curb stop Wolverine, but I'm sure that's the comic version, 
of it. So I'm talking in the DCEU. Because I'm going to use the Wonder Woman from either Batman v Superman or Zack Snyder Justice League. Either way, they're about the same power level. Has has she been cut by anything? Could adamantium pierce Wonder Woman's skin? Um, maybe. And could her sword cut through adamantium? Well, does she have her sword still? I'm very confused with the Wonder Woman because in the first Wonder Woman, Ares destroys her sword, but doesn't she have her sword? She has her sword back for Batman vs Superman, unless that's a different sword. And that's not the, quote, God Killer sword. Hmm. Also, Wonder Woman can fly, according to 1984. Yeah. And in the first Wonder Woman movie, she, like, flew and used lightning. Which I think would just electrocute Wolverine. And I'm assuming her sword can cut through metal. Maybe not adamantium, but if hot adamantium could cut through adamantium, I think electric... Um, Olympian metal could cut through adamantium. I think I'm going to give it to Wonder Woman here. Yeah. I mean, she's she's a god. Well, demigod. A goddess. Demigoddess. Uh, everything's weird. All right. I think, I think Wonder Woman takes round nine, which means who do you have as your last champion? I've got... Um, I've got the Wicked Witch of the West... And I got Willy Wonka. <laughs> so all of our W's. Honestly, yeah, the last two rounds were just all W's. Except for Obi-Wan. Well, if we just call him Wan, that's his name. Wan Obi. Wan Obi. Um, so Willy Wicked- Wonka versus Wicked Witch. Let's bring in the armies. Wicked Witch has those flying monkeys and Willy Wonka gets his Oompa Loompas. Yeah. What army are you taking? Does um, Wicked Witch like actually have magic? Like I think she does stuff, but does she have magic? Wicked Witch of the West powers. <laughs> powers. Pyro. Well, let's just solve. Okay, okay, here we go. Um, the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, I just lost it. Where'd it go? Here we go. Good job. Magic and witchcraft, spell casting, teleportation, okay, flight. Does she though? Scrying with her crystal ball, pyrokinesis, umbrakinesis. Pyrokinesis. Since when can she use fire magic? Typhokinesis Point. and zookinesis. Oh wait, was was she in Oz, Great and Powerful? Um, Wicked Witch of the West. What or was she just in the original Wizard of Oz movie? That's a great question. Hmm. She was in Oz, Great and Powerful. I don't think I watched that. Oh, there was also a TV show? Oh, there was a TV show based on that. No, we're not counting that. Oz, Great and Powerful. Was the Wicked Witch in that movie? Uh, she was. Yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. She was. And she's definitely got powers. Hmm. What was Oz, the Great and Powerful? That was with, uh, was it James Franco as Oz? He was like some inventor circus guy who winds up in... Oh, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, whatever that place is called. Yeah, it was Mila Kunis that played the Wicked Witch. Yeah, I think the Wicked Witch... That version of Wicked Witch is probably winning. I'm assuming that's probably the strongest version of, of the Wicked Witch. I don't... 
What would you argue is Willy Wonka's powers? He makes candy. He makes children disappear. That's true, but the Wicked Witch is not a child. Honestly, I feel like if Willy Wonka and the Wicked Witch of the West joined up, the Dorothy situation would have been solved immediately. Oh, dang. Willy Wonka just would have kidnapped him and poof, no more children. Oz the Great and Powerful is on uh, Disney+. Plus. Uh, Was it a Fox movie? Was it a what? Oh, no, it was just a straight-up Disney movie. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, Which it makes... was directed by Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, All right. Who else was in here? I, I have seen this movie, too. I haven't. Which is why I'm kind of confused. I didn't know all this. Bruce Campbell was I, in it, obviously. I saw it once years ago. Joey King. Ooh, Stevie Lee. You know that midget comedian? The midget comedian? Yeah. No. Oh. Oh. Who's, who, who? Oh, Danny Elfman did the music. Oh man, I gotta watch this movie. This is a this is a secret. Uh, she got an army of flying bamboos and winkies. Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll give this one oh, to winkies. Wicked Witch. So yeah, it's, I think it's, Wicked Witch. It's, it's five, five to five. five. It's that's an even split. So, Daniel, your your character's moving on to the next round. Our King Leonidas. Spider-Man, Voldemort, Gandalf, and the Wicked Witch of the West. My five are Vincent Vega, Magneto, Luke Skywalker, Professor X, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, so... That's a uh, solid matchup. Yeah, so hey, join us next time in our next episode to see how those matches go. Yeah, um, we're going we're gonna to conclude the rest of the match next time. It's just going to be the whole... Until there's one survivor, we're just going to go through them all yeah so that's well we should probably specify next episode will be the final part of this game as well as our review of ant-man the lost quantum mania so that's next episode's going to be big one we got a lot to cover next episode stay tuned it's going to be exciting we promise it will not be another three week wait yeah thanks for that ryan you're welcome well hey guys thanks for listening to us you know go back and forth basically more often than not, it seemed like arguing for each other's characters. Yeah, I was arguing for Voldemort a lot stronger than I should have. And I didn't even argue with some of mine. Like, yeah, just take it, I said. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Anyways, thanks for putting up with our bullcrap. Um, if you want to reach out to us for some reason, I don't know, maybe you want to say, hey, good job, guys, you're doing terrific. Or you want to say that we suck. That that works, too. You can email us at sttpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at smalltownnerds, no caps or spaces or whatever. It's spelled how you'd expect. I don't know. Um, I think that's everything. Thanks to me that's, for the music. That's pretty much everything, yeah. Yeah. I did the music still. It's, we're using the same stuff. And you know what? I think it sounds pretty great. It's pretty neato. Yeah, it's actually my ringtone, too. Is it actually? Yeah. Hey, that's... You can't... I can't fault you for that. Dude, I mean, I sped it up for my phone. Whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you. Well, with hopefully us. next week. Hopefully next week. Otherwise, just whenever Ryan's available to record. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, bye. Bye bye.